Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The FT. Welcome to World Weekly with me, Ben Hall. On the show this week, we will be discussing Iran and its growing influence across the Middle East. Only days after we saw the beginnings of détente between Washington and Tehran with a framework agreement on Iran's nuclear activities, Iran and America's Sunni Arab allies are inching towards conflict in Yemen's civil war. Sunni Arab states led by Saudi Arabia and with the support of the US have spent two weeks bombing Houthi rebels who are trying to seize full control of Yemen's port city of Aden. They believe the Houthis, a Shia movement, are backed by Tehran and are intent on cementing Iranian influence on Saudi Arabia's southern flank. Iran's supreme leader has turned his rhetorical fire on Riyadh, accusing Saudi forces of genocide. And in a further sign of extreme tension, Saudi authorities have taken the rare step of preventing a plane load of Iranian pilgrims from travelling to Mecca. At the same time, Iranian-backed Shia militia in Iraq are leading the fight back against Sunni extremists of ISIS with the support of US firepower. Joining me to discuss these latest developments are Rula Khalaf, our foreign editor, and Najmeh Bazogmer, our correspondent in Tehran. Rula, can I start with you? To what extent do you think the nuclear deal and Iran's increasingly assertive activities across the region are connected? I think that the concern in the Gulf has been not as much about Iran's nuclear program, but the impact of the nuclear program on what is seen as Iran's ambition to dominate the region. So whether Iran signs a nuclear program or not is not really the issue. What they want is an end to the perceived interference in Arab affairs, because Iran obviously backs several groups in the Middle East, and they're not all Shia groups. But when this intervention reached Yemen, It was essentially one step too far for the Saudis. And so I have seen the response in Yemen and the bombing campaign that started a couple of weeks ago as partly a response to the nuclear program, but also just asserting what the regional stance is on Iran, which is that you can't just keep intervening in our domestic affairs. But is there any truth to the claim that Iran is flexing its muscles across the region? Or is this more about Sunni insecurity, perhaps even Sunni Arab paranoia? There is, of course, some truth to the accusations, because Iran, as we know, is essentially, through Hezbollah, the major power in Lebanon. Iran has intervened in Syria, whether through the Revolution Regard and also through Hezbollah. And Iranian support is the only reason that the regime of Bashar al-Assad is still standing in Syria. The Houthis are a Yemeni group that has its own internal problems with the Yemeni regime that it has now essentially ousted. And in all these cases, there are domestic issues that are at 
play. But in the Yemeni case, Iran came in later to support the Houthis. So while Iran doesn't necessarily create the problem, Iranian support, Iranian backing, Iranian intervention does make it more difficult to resolve. Nashmi, how is the civil war in Yemen seen from Tehran, both by the regime and by ordinary Iranians? The Iranian regime, the Supreme Leader made it clear today, sees it as a Saudi expansion of power in the region, going too far in intervening in internal affairs of other countries. But the way it's viewed in Tehran in general is when Saudis went too far in Iraq, and according to Iranian politicians, supported ISIS in Iraq, it was too close to Iran. And then Iran decided to go close to Saudis in Yemen. So it was in retaliation for what Iran considers Saudi intervention in Iraq in order to harm Iran. And to what extent do you think the nuclear deal with the world powers led by the US is influencing Iranian behavior overseas? My sense is that Iran hopes the nuclear agreement will lead to some regional cooperation with the U.S. and with Western powers. Today, the Supreme Leader, for the first time that I can recall, said that if a nuclear accord is reached and if the U.S. remains committed to that accord, Iran and U.S. can negotiate over other issues. He didn't clarify what other issues would be, but I imagine like the first priority after nuclear negotiations would be over regional issues. And do you think there's a real danger that Iran will become sucked into the Yemen conflict directly? Today, the Supreme Leader went too far. It's so rare for Iran's leader to so directly accuse Saudi Arabia of genocide or vicious crimes and that the terms he used were so rare for an Iranian leader to use because he said that Saudi foreign policy was dignified before, which is also quite unusual for him to say that, but he said now it's gone too far. Uh, Young Saudi politicians have taken over foreign policy and see no limits in their aggression. Ruler, the Americans are on in some ways, both sides of this argument in the sense that they are cooperating with Shia-backed militia in Iraq and they are also backing the Saudi-led military action in Yemen. To what extent do you think they will be worried that the Yemeni conflict may end up affecting the nuclear deal and undermining confidence and maybe even affecting the outcome of the definitive negotiations that are due to be completed in June? I think it's a very interesting question because the U.S. has tried very hard to separate the nuclear talks from everything else that's happening in the region. And you'll notice today that a lot of the commentary on the nuclear talks goes beyond the nuclear talks because the big question is, okay, so you get an agreement with Iran. What happens next? If the conflicts in the region actually grow, then what have you achieved at the end of the day? 
And I think what the US is trying to do is to essentially play all sides at the same time. So in order to calm the Sunni Arab powers, it's supporting them over Yemen. Obviously, it has its own interests in Iraq, and its interests today are more aligned with Iran because the Iranians are helping the Iraqis fight ISIS. They're the only ones who are actually actively fighting ISIS. So, you know, the U.S. is just trying to play whatever suits its interest at the very moment. But obviously it makes for an incoherent policy when you look at it from a more regional perspective. Can they carry on playing uh, those different games at the same time? I mean, I think in the short term, they have to because they know that Arab powers are terrified by the prospect of an Iran that has better relations with the outside world. So the fear in the Gulf is that if you have a nuclear deal, then this is the beginning of Iran's return to the international fold and that there will be more cooperation with Iran and more acceptance of Iran's regional role. And I think the message that the Americans have to send at this point is that you know, hold off. We are not changing our regional alliances. The Gulf, the Arab countries in the Gulf and Israel remain our main allies in the region. And so I think there is a need in the short term to actually send all these messages. Longer term, what the Americans need to do and is the only answer to all these proxy wars and power struggles that we see in the Middle East today is to get the Iranians and um, or at least Iran and Saudi Arabia around the negotiating table and and get them to be talking to each other. And Najme, do you think that's realistic, getting the Iranians to engage with the Saudis under American leadership on a broader political diplomatic solution for the region? Yes, absolutely. The government of Rouhani tried hard to negotiate with Saudi Arabia over regional issues, and Saudis were not willing to do that. And uh, even today, Mr. Rouhani, who has so far had very moderate foreign policy and quite desperate to uh, talk to Saudis, went as far as comparing Saudi Arabia with Saddam Hussein and uh, warned Saudi family to learn from the fate of Saddam Hussein that aggression does not answer in this region. So things have got really tense now, but I still think Iran hopes in the medium term it can sit at the negotiating table with Saudi Arabia and with the United States to find a solution for the crisis throughout the Middle East. Okay, that's it for this week. My thanks to Rula Khalaf and Najmeh Bazogmeh. World Weekly is produced by Fiona Simon. Until next week, goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.